Hello, and welcome to the Holistic Money Podcast. I'm your host, certified financial planner and money mindset coach, Whitney Morrison. Over the past seven years, I've taken myself from credit card debt and no savings to a seven-figure net worth. I did this without a budget or a restrictive money plan, but instead, smart, sustainable wealth-building strategies combined with changing my relationship with money. In this podcast, you'll learn the ins and outs of my no-budget philosophy, practical wealth-building strategies, and key mindset shifts to make it happen. There is no shortage of information out there to tell you what to do with money, but teaching you how to think and feel about money, that's my secret sauce. If you've been waiting for a podcast that gives you actionable strategies to not only build wealth, but also feel really good while you're doing it, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the Holistic Money Podcast. For those of you that are listening on audio, this is just the same old normal podcast that you've been listening to. But what you may not be seeing that some of you that are watching the video are actually seeing is that this isn't just an audio podcast anymore. This is a video podcast, which I'm so excited to do to give you all the option to listen not only from your car, but you can also find this on YouTube. For those of you that may not know me, I'm Whitney. This is my podcast. I talk about money. I talk about multiple income streams. I talk about my money mapping system. I talk about your relationship with money. There's so many amazing things that I talk about here. And I'm just excited to meet you all visually and through audio. Today's episode is a very special one for me because I'm going to talk with you about money dates. So Craig and I, my husband, just had an incredible money date on Saturday. We try to have our money dates at least once a quarter. And the goal of our money dates is to align financially. What we tend to find is that we will build a plan for ourselves. And three, four months later, we have to account for new things that have presented itself in our lives, whether that is projects that we need to work on or things that have broken or emergencies that have come up or new desires that we may have for ourselves financially. I tend to find every quarter checking in on those things is a good cadence for us to create money dates. So whether you're partnered or you're in a relationship, money dates are an incredibly important part of your relationship with money. A lot of people tend to have the belief that they wanna just set it and forget it. Like, I just wanna have my money plan and then I want it to be out of the way. I don't wanna have to think about it. I don't wanna have to worry about it. That is not the way I want you all to be engaging and be in in relationship with your money. And the reason why is because I want you to think about if you were to have a romantic relationship with a partner, for example, and your goal with that partner is just to set it and forget it. You're like, you know what? I just want to have this partner. I want them to take care of themselves. I don't want to have to worry about it. And I just want this to be something that is not anything that I have to think about more than one time a year, more than two times a year. And that's just not the reality of a healthy relationship with your partner. And that is absolutely not the reality of a healthy relationship with money. The relationship that you want to have with money that's going to provide the most prosperity and fruitfulness and abundance and honestly, ease and freedom and less stress with money is one where you're actually in touch with your money more often, where it doesn't feel bad to go in and review your money plan. For Craig and I, we actually consider our money dates a really fun time. And the reason why is because we're very intentional 
with how we use our money dates. We could absolutely go into this money date and just bitch at each other for the past 90 days, the things that we didn't like about our money and what we did, but we choose not to use our money dates like that. We're very intentional to use our money dates, not to judge the past, not to judge each other, not to say what went wrong. We want to look at where we are and what we want from the next 90 days with any lessons that we may have learned from the past. So it's important for us in our relationship to money to approach these money dates with an open heart, with an open mind, and be really willing to go into these money dates with a good attitude. Y'all, this did not happen overnight. Believe me, we both had to do a lot of work on our relationship with money to actually get here. But I will say this past money date that we had on Saturday was so incredibly expansive. And I left that money date feeling so grounded in my partnership with Craig, so grounded in my partnership with money, and feeling so confident and expansive in the next 90 days with money. And the thing is, I have no idea what could happen in the next 90 days. A tree could fall over. I could get in a car accident. God forbid that happens. But there are a lot of things that could happen in the next 90 days. But what this money date has really allowed me to do is to ground into positivity and confidence for the next 90 days versus fear and worry despite the exact same circumstance. And that exact same circumstance is the fact that I have no freaking idea what's going to happen. But I have a very different relationship with what I want to have happen and how I see it happening because of these money dates. And that's why they are so powerful because they allow you to set strong intentions for the next 90 days. And if you don't want to do one every quarter, by all means, try it every six months. But I highly, highly suggest at least having a money date at least twice a year. But for me, my preferred cadence is once a quarter. I'm going to give you the formula for our money dates. But the first thing that I want to do is I want to tell you how you need to approach these money dates to make sure that they are successful. The first thing that you have to do is you need to come in with good thoughts about money dates. You can't think about your money dates as a pain in the ass or this thing that you have to do or this thing that you need to check in or, oh, we got to look at our money. You want to have expansive, great thoughts about these money dates. And the way that you know if you do is you just check in. How do I feel about doing a money date every quarter? And if your gut reaction is, this is going to suck. I'm dreading this. Can we reschedule it for the next weekend? Then you want to get curious about your thoughts about these money dates. Now, for Craig and I, like I said, we have not always been here. Whenever I used to present the idea of a money date to Craig previously, it was like I was asking Craig if he wanted to go to the dentist with me. He was like, oh, yeah, I guess we can do a money date. You know, he was just so not excited by the ideas of money dates. I really had to sell him on why money dates are so amazing, why it's so connecting for us, why it gets us on the same page financially, why it gives our money direction and energy, which in itself is just going to allow us to get to our goals faster. So I had to do a lot of selling with Craig because I had done a lot of selling with myself. I had really understood why being in touch with my money, having a great relationship with my money, feeling connected with my money was critical to getting me the results with money that I actually wanted. So I had to bring that to my relationship. I had to bring that to my relationship with Craig and my relationship with money. And now it feels effortless to have these money dates together. Here is the overall agenda 
that we will follow in our money dates. First thing I like to do on a money date is I like to review my net worth. And for those of you that aren't familiar with the concept of net worth, your net worth is the difference between the amount of things that you own and the amount of things that you owe money on. So it's your assets minus your liabilities. Your net worth is a great number to track the health of your financial life. Because ideally, the goal is over time that you grow your net worth. You grow the amount of assets that you own and you reduce the debt that you own. And when you have a larger amount of assets for your future, the goal is that those assets will eventually start to produce income for you in the future so you don't have to trade your time for money. So that's kind of the path that we're all following is we want to grow our net worth because when you grow your net worth, your assets are worth more than your liabilities, the debt that you owe. When your assets are higher than your liabilities, that means that these assets can produce income for you later. So we want to track that over time. We want to track your current net worth and we just want to see if it's growing. And just so you all know, your net worth is not going to be linear. Like a lot of people just think that it's supposed to be constantly on a growth path, but it's not always the case. I would say to think about your net worth as a jagged line instead of a straight upward trending line. The goal is just with that jagged line that it is trending upward over time because there are going to be a lot of circumstances in the short term that can negatively impact your net worth. Things like the market going down, that can negatively impact your net worth. Getting laid off from your job, having to use your savings for an emergency. These are all things that will create a dip in your net worth. So that's very common. That's very normal. So when we go in on our money dates and we check our net worth, we want to just check that the trend of our net worth is going up. The way that we check our net worth is we actually use an account aggregation software called Personal Capital. Some of you may be familiar with this account aggregation software. We have connected all of our accounts. So we've connected our checking accounts, our savings accounts, my business accounts, we have also connected all of our investment accounts, all of our real estate, all of our loans. So our car loans, our home loans. We have a HELOC that we took out against our primary residence to build the yurt that we're actually putting on our property. So that's on there. And so basically it just shows, hey, here's everything that you own. Here's everything that you owe. And this is your net worth. And we look at that. We look to see how are we doing. Right now, our net worth is lower than what it was last time because we just invested $150,000 on our property. And we'd like that to reflect in the sale price of our property, but we're not done yet. So that's the first thing that we do. We check our net worth. Like I said, using personal capital, one quick note about personal capital is they just got bought out by Empower Financial. So if you listen to this episode and you go to personal capital, you're curious about this as a software that you can use. It's free, by the way. You will see that you're going to be redirected to Empower. And that is because Empower Financial just bought personal capital. Personal capital, it's like a mint, except I think it's way better because it doesn't have the ads. I pretty much exclusively use this to track the performance of my investments from an aggregate lens, and I use it to track my net worth. So that's where we started was looking at our net worth. The next thing that we like to do in our money dates is we like to talk through our financial desires. As a partnership, as a couple, we want different things with money, believe it or not. <laughs> there are some things that Craig wants to invest in 
that I don't really care about. Like Craig is an avid runner. He is training right now for Leadville, which is a hundred mile run out in the mountains of Colorado. He buys a lot of supplements, a lot of goos, a lot of shoes, heart rate monitors. He wants to invest in a oxygen reducing chamber that he can sleep in to start to prepare him for the altitude changes that he will experience running through the mountains in Colorado. That was one of the desires that he brought up when we were going over our financial desires together to rent this machine. It's somewhere around five to $600 a month. So it is something that we actually need to think through and talk through as a new expense that we may want to add into our money plan. One of the things that I want to invest in is I want to have an experienced gardener come out and work with me on a monthly basis on tending to my garden and teaching me about my garden and planting new plants and the seasonality for plants. But this is one of the things that I brought to the table that Craig has less interest in. There can be tensions around when we have limited resources and we are trying to co-create a life together. So the way that we handle that is we give ourselves the space to share what these desires are. So I don't have to think that I don't get to be heard and the same goes for Craig. We both listen. And then we take those desires into the third thing that we do, which is updating our money map. This process is multi-step. If you have not already, I highly suggest watching my money map training. It's a free training that I teach you just the foundational components of your money map because that's important for this step of your money date. The only thing that Craig and I update on our money map is we review our fixed expenses just to see if anything has changed. Like for example, we have a house cleaner who comes and cleans our house every other Friday and we decided to increase her pay by $40 per clean. So we needed to go in and reflect that as a fixed expense on our money map. We needed to change that number to make sure that we were putting enough money into our bills account to make sure every time we paid Brenda, that we were counting for that additional $80 every month that we were going to be paying her. Some other things that changed is we looked through all of our subscriptions and realized somewhere or another we were paying for Disney Plus twice and Prime twice, even though last time we checked, we thought we weren't. But there's all these little things that we found. And that's why I suggest doing this at least once a quarter, because these little things will just build up and start eating at your money unless you take specific time to go in and clean them up and take care of them. I like to make sure to set aside like an entire afternoon for a money date. I'm not just trying to like rush through this in an hour. This is an experience. I make an agenda, get some snacks. I connect my computer to my TV and we look at the money map together on a big screen. So I really like to plan pretty much an entire afternoon on this money date process. We go through our habits, our bills, our personal spending, and our business accounts. The next thing that we do is we make decisions. Once we have updated our money map, we have a clear sense for the amount of money that we have left over after we have contributed to our investment accounts, after we have contributed to our lifestyle. We have some amount of money left over that we want to do things with. And it may be going on a trip, or it may be investing in running, it may be investing in gardening, it may be revamping something specific around our house, 
but this is where that prioritization process becomes very important. So we like to look at our full desires for the next three to six months and make sure that our map really reflects that. This season that we're in right now, we both realize our values have changed. Our priority has changed. For the next six months, the only real trips that we're going to be going on our Craig's running trips. So we decided let's reduce our travel savings by $600 a month and let's use that extra five or $600 to put towards some of these other things that we really care about. And what we decided was we are going to put $500 towards my monthly gardening budget and then we also decided to put more money towards Craig's running bucket. So that's just an example of how we start with looking at our desires and we look at the next three to six months to really see what's coming down the pipeline for us. And then we redesign our finances and our money to really match those goals for ourselves. So we really look at what's most important to me versus what's most important to Craig. We make sure that we allocate our resources accordingly, but we both fully understand that it's a trade-off because that is just how money works and that is how values with money works or having a value-based spin plan works is that we really look at, okay, if we want to focus and prioritize our time, energy, and money on this thing over here, then that means by virtue of focusing here, we are not going to focus as much of our time and energy and money over here. And that's the way that we will design our money. And then we have to respect our decisions and really get clear on our why to make sure that in five days or two weeks, when somebody comes to me or maybe a friend comes to me and says, hey, I'm going to do this amazing trip in three months for my birthday. Would you like to come with me? It's very clear to me that I say, look, I would love to be able to come with you on this trip and I'm not going to be spending money on travel right now. So can we go to dinner instead? Right now, traveling is not something that I'm going to be doing because for the next six months, I'm going to be using my money in these other places. So just think about you and your life, how this shows up for you. Because I think a lot of the times when we set money plans for ourselves, we automatically come up against restriction. Like if I said yes to this, then I have to say no to this. And me saying no to this is a problem. But the way that I think about it is me saying no to this is temporary Why I focus on this. And I can come back to this and say yes to this later when this is the main focus for me. And I just choose not to make that a problem because I'm very clear on my values and my priorities. And I allow that to drive and shape my decision making without making no over here mean that there's any kind of a problem. The last thing that we do on our money dates after we have made the decisions We've decided, hey, this is how I want to reallocate our money. This is what I want it to look like. The last thing that we do is we share our income goals. Craig and I are both entrepreneurial in nature. We both have income streams that we're primarily responsible for outside of our investment properties that bring in money. A big part of our relationship is supporting each other in our goals, supporting each other in the people that we want to be and the lives that we want to create for ourselves and the money that we want to make. So I showed Craig the projections for the next six months of my business. I show him my launch schedule, my goal for every single launch, my one-on-one -on -one client goals that I set for myself. And he becomes aware of them. And the great thing about doing this for me is Craig has fully bought into my desires and my goals and my business growth. And he understands, hey, launch season is coming up for Whitney in April. 
And so I need to be aware that this is something that she's going to be working on in April. Okay, we need to make sure energetically we're aligned. And so I like to show him that and I like to fully get him bought in on what I'm up to because we share a home together. We share space together and we share energy together. And so it's important for us to support each other energetically in the seasons in our lives that do require more vulnerability, that require more effort, that require more focus and more attention. And for me, launch season is really one of those. And he gets a good idea to see, hey, this is what I'm expecting for my business. This is how much I'm expecting to pay myself. This is the raise that I'm expecting to give myself given these five things happen. And he's really on board and fully in. And I love going through this process with him because entrepreneurship, doesn't always feel like you work on a team working for yourself, right? So it's nice to have my partner really connected to me and playing that team role in my business goals. And then Craig does the same thing for me. Craig, outside of his nine to five job, he is training for a hundred mile ultra marathon, which blows my mind every time I think about that. I was just like, oh, I thought we were going to get lazy and old over our marriage, but I guess we're just going to get more healthy and more fit. Okay. This is new information. He pushes me in ways that I don't naturally push myself, which I'm very, very grateful for in a partner. But in addition to training for Leadville, Craig also sells real estate. He has three houses on the market right now. And his goal for this year is to sell four houses. And so he has financial goals associated with that. And his goal for this year is to sell four to six houses. He has financial goals associated with that. And so that helps me really understand what Craig is up to, the income goals that he has for himself, the way that he wants to grow, the the ways that he's going to be putting his effort, time, and attention towards these things. And it helps me be a better partner to him to support these income goals. And we get to check in and say, hey, how's your business going? How's that sale of the house going? So that we can not only have insight into the progress that each of us are making, but also the financial reality that we're both going to be living into because we do bring together and share our finances as a team. And so his financial wins are my financial wins and my financial wins are his financial wins. Now, if you are not partnered, you can still take the exact same process that we take for these money dates. So you can still do a net worth update for yourself. You can still look at your financial desires. You can still update your money map. You can still make decisions and you can still set income goals for yourself. So this exact same process applies whether you are partnered or not. I wanted to talk through what it's like being in a partnership because it adds an additional dynamic when you are in a partnership and you are working through money with a partner. But I will say every decision that Craig and I make during our money dates is very much the decision of my decision, Craig's decision, and our money's decision. We all three come to the table. We have a conversation. It's very much the relationship of us to our each other and to our money. So if you're doing this solo, it's going to be you and money sitting at the table, you two having a conversation, and your relationship with money is what's going to determine what these money dates feel like. Or your relationship with your partner in money is going to determine what these money dates feel like. And remember, your relationship to it is just your thoughts about it. So the way you think about money and the way that you think about your 
partner in money is what will make these money dates a success or something very stressful or something that you want to avoid and not do together. There's a lot of work that you want to do on your relationship with your money, your relationship to your partner in money to make sure that these money dates are success. But I highly, highly suggest integrating these into your life because they have brought so much connection, clarity, focus, and alignment for us with our money. And I wanted to give you a framework to approach this with you, with yourself or with your partner, so you all can start to have successful money dates, give your money attention and direction for the next three to six months in your life. All right, y'all. If you really liked this podcast, then please share it. Leave me a review. Leave a comment. However you're consuming this, let me hear from you. I want to know what you really like about the concepts of money dates, or if there's anything that you struggle with with the idea of money dates, let me know. Let's talk about it. All right, y'all. Have a great week, and I will see you next time. Have you ever built a budget, but within weeks felt exhausted by the spreadsheets, the upkeep, or the restrictive spending categories? If so, you are not alone. Budgeting has never worked for me, so I created a new way, money mapping. Money mapping has all of the things you need to be successful in your wealth building journey. It's simple, organized, and automated, but most importantly, it offers a completely new way to relate to money and manage it in your life. If you're ready to kick off your no budget strategy for building wealth, sign up for my free money map training at www.holistic-money.com forward slash money map. Here's to building wealth with ease.